And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Actually, you know, I, I felt offended for her, you know, but I'm sure she got well paid. Mike, can I just congratulate you on how far you've come vis-a-vis -vis your regard for a feminist role in film? There you go. I'm so proud of you. I'm so goddamn proud. Today I graduated. <laughs>Good evening and welcome to Is It a Bicycle? Season 12, Episode 18, the original and bestest ever TV and movie podcast. My name is Stephen Wrigley and I'll be your host for this evening. Beside me have a man who this week took a sexual harassment course, as he reckons it's something he'd be pretty good at. It's Mike the McDonough. <laughs> McDonough. Also beside me have a lady who is in big trouble when her work colleagues discover she doesn't really have Tourette's. It's Shona <laughs> Shosho Flaherty. And in the red corner, it's our cuddly killer. A man who says he used to date a girl with a lazy eye, but he found out that she's seen someone on the side. It's Mark, <laughs> superhero Leonard. This week, we'll be ignoring our usual format, as we have a ton of stuff to get through. This will include some of the following in no particular order, bar alphabetical. <laughs> That's 100% hotter, alone Berlin, broken, Castlevania, low Jack Reacher, King Arthur, Pitch Perfect... Snowfall, Spider-Man Homecoming, The Leftovers, Water Planet of the Apes, Westwood, Will, X Company, and Zoo. But, but, but what happened to two TV in one movie? Of course, we'll have some of the usuals <laughs> with the news. <laughs> Previews to come to a bicycle near we, you. We got way too interesting yeah. for that format, Mike. <laughs> I think we're all just too unreliable, Michael. <laughs> it seems like whatever's on the list is the only thing we don't watch nowadays. <laughs> Mark, I think it's that we more have like really diverse... Um, television taste and taste and I just encourage you all to follow your joy and watch like what feels right <laughs> well just I've, I've learned an important lesson I put um, a TV show that passes the F test on the list two weeks ago and Shona didn't turn up so I'm not making that mistake again was that 100% hotter <laughs> she put that on. Oh, okay. <laughs> Through me, I proxied her for that. Shows, you know. Yeah. You give me feminist TV shows, I'll give you 100% hotter. Sounds <laughs> fair. <laughs> so, do you know how you make a movie that's already fun more fun? Tell us, Mark. No, Mark. How do you do that? Boo. You come up with a drinking game. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so I watched Pitch Perfect again there two weeks ago. And okay. I took one drink every time anyone said "aka anything." <laughs> there was a music pun. Somebody mentioned nodes. Kimmy Jin gave a death glare to anybody. Boob touches one per breast. Double down for naked boobs. <laughs> or there was an innuendo. Double down for lesbians. Aubrey shuts someone down. If there was a magic trick, Becca's called Becky. Lily mumbles. Stacy mentions or alludes to sex. Bumper does bumper things, or someone on screen drinks. Ah, you must have been shit faced. Oh man, it was so tough. Like the film seemed to last for approximately thirty-five minutes. Right. And it, it, but at the same time, you're going, "Oh God, this needs to end sooner." I'm just not going to make it. <laughs> like those elements to the game that we took out. Um, like you're supposed to do a waterfall every time. Uh, the better thing I saw the sign and a waterfall is like everybody drinks and you're not allowed to stop till somebody else does oh god oh, Jesus. exactly yeah but Chicken Donna outlawed that figuring that would lead us both to be in the hospital <laughs> we're both stubborn competitive bastards <laughs> and if I saw the sign kicked in at the start of a drink we're dead like um, what's the Aka one Aka what Aka don't you know the pitch perfect is Aka amazing Oh, I thought you meant like a acapella. 
Well, it's, it's a riff off of acapella. There's so much <laughs> there acapella. <laughs> that's what I was wondering. Yeah, okay. If you had tried to demonstrate your no knowledge of Pitch Perfect, you couldn't have done it as well as you just did. Perfect example, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So that was that was my weekend Pitch Perfect viewing, which now, now I'm ready for Pitch Perfect 3. So you've just about recovered. Yeah. From the first just time. about. Yeah. And so is the off license. Yeah. <laughs> They've restocked. Yep. Um, okay. So, 100% hotter. Mm. So don't judge me. <laughs> well, no, you're free to judge uh, me. You know, this is all so, recorded, Shona. I know. <laughs> Nobody knows but us. <laughs> so, um, outside of my stellar taste for television programming, I have somewhat questionable taste when the genre is reality television. Uh, Mike, we've shared such... Formidable uh, shows in the past as uh, people who maybe want to become nuns. Yeah, that was a classic. There, there's a lot of like civilians do army training type mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, those are good. Those, I are, think those, are, those like, are your go-to shows. Those, are, yeah, those yeah. are your top quality reality yeah. TV show. Uh-huh. There's shows like Love Island that are so up there popular. with John Cena gives advice to somebody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I was gonna say I don't watch crap like Love Island, but let's get into the subgenre of wrestlers who have their own off-season TV shows. Uh, pretty great genre. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of Broken Skull. I've gotten through seasons one through five. Is that mm-hmm. all the seasons? That's all the seasons. Woo! Yeah. Um, I particularly enjoyed the the episode where Tommy competed in season one. Um, so it's been it's been a pretty good year for uh, reality television in my house. I haven't dipped too low until um, I saw MTV had a new TV show called 100% Hotter. And I'm a sucker for makeover TV shows. I'm like, all right, let's see what this is about. So, this is a season two, huh? The season two or season one? Well, see, it's in season two. Oh, okay, but I don't know. I just all right. Okay, I'm, ep- gonna, just I'm, I'm not going to care about the show so much okay. to give you uh, season right. episode uh-huh. numbers. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. I thought you loved this. Okay, go on. Well, maybe you shouldn't <laughs> suppose anything. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> I was trying to think. I was like, is this Mike or Mark? <laughs> Fuck, okay. I totally just forgot your name. <laughs> you can edit that out. So, you. No, you just remember the names of the important ones. <laughs> I was just stuck on the mud. If you're named it, anyways. Um, so, the modern day format for makeover television is that you have like a guy with awesome hair who's the hairdresser, then you have the stylist, and you have the makeup artist. So, three beautiful people who are making over people who dress like trannies essentially but the thing is like in the past whenever you see makeover tv shows the the the, the beauty experts let's call them i've got to call you on tranny though sorry i wasn't going to but <laughs> i was waiting for it <laughs> <laughs> and i wasn't going i wasn't I going to say anything because i don't see anything wrong with that word uh, but uh, apparently when i said it everybody crucified me shona you shook your head at me <laughs> when i said that would like it when i said that word yeah, yeah but short for transvestite I mean, you can call cabbies you know, cabs, drivers, cabbies, but not, not transvestites, trannies. They don't like it. So, yeah, sorry. Yeah, let's, let's... Sorry, I just had to call you on. Let's foster an had, atmosphere uh, and culture on this podcast <laughs> yeah. of not insulting no. groups of people. No, I was just playing Women, your role. Women, for instance. I was playing your role. No, look, <laughs> vagina jokes are in, okay? They're not in. They're not in. <laughs> it's all the um, the season. Okay, so, what, drag queen. What I should have said is drag queen. They look like drag queens, um, the mm. people that they're making over. Yeah. Very extreme they style. They look like drag queens. 
<laughs> Z. That's right, Mike. Thank you for demonstrating a modern usage of gender-neutral pronouns. Jesus, spot the Canadians. <laughs> Anyways, so in the past, all of these beauty experts would have been really supportive. Like someone comes in and they'd be like, oh my God, do you suffer from low self-esteem? It's okay. You're a beautiful person inside. Don't even worry. I'm going to fix your hair, but you're so beautiful inside. And just bleach your teeth a little bit there. Great. You're so <laughs> lovely. And all that matters is what's inside. No, tuck in the skirt there. No, you look fat. Turn around. And chase that. <laughs> you are so wonderful and you have the power within you to do. No, <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. like the old format, right? Yeah. So I was like, what are, oh God. what's MTV doing nowadays for makeover shows? Mm. And it's basically the beauty experts are just like gossipy bitches. It just shows them in the back room of the studio being mm. like, oh my God, when she came in, I was like, Do you, are you wearing six pairs of eyelashes? No, she was. I know. And they're like, I'm worried that she's just not going to stick to it. She won't. I know. You can tell. And, and did you see her hair? I think it's, don't even get me started on her hair. It is so overprocessed. It's going to break. And you're just like, there's one of them who is the, the makeup artist. It's the other two who just gossip, and every single camera shot of the makeup artist is just giving whoever's getting a makeover, like, the up and down, the whole show. Like, oh, if you just really? picture the camera going to her, and she's like, eyes up, eyes down, mm, <laughs> pursed lips. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, they're, they're an army of people you would not want to stand in front of with any kind of low confidence. But the people coming into them are no longer the, like, overweight, self-esteem in the gutter People. These mm. are people who dress extraordinarily uh, flamboyantly. Flamboyantly. Mm. Thank you, Mark. Lots of makeup. This is men and women. Lots of makeup. Mm. Crazy clothes. Crazy hair. So the makeovers look terrible. There was one last week of a guy who dressed a little. He dressed like Nicole Richie said was his his style icon, and oh um, he had like a faux fur purple gilet. And like his white ass um, skin, but his like head had been fake tanned to within an inch of his life, so it looked like he had been decapitated and given a different head. But he had lovely like chin length hair that I think was quite nice, and they cut it very short to make him look so called masculine. And then they put weird product on it, and I wasn't a massive fan. So the makeovers themselves aren't great. There was one girl they had tried to give like a Kim Kardashian look to with just like a a very tight top and skirt but it didn't really suit her if you know what i mean and um she didn't look she had nice big hair and they just gave it like this tight little tiny um plait and it just looked weird so um a hundred percent hot oh and the worst part about the show is that their their unique characteristic is that they make all these people go like do a bet basically in public to teach them something i don't even know what but it's uh -huh. stupid so uh, 100% hotter is 100% dumb. Yeah, it's really bad. It is really bad. Um, I really liked your comedic representation of what happens in the show. It's very funny. It's better than the show itself. I quite like I quite like the bitchy interplay where they go on and go on about how terrible people are. But what I didn't like, though, was then they come kind of around the curtain and address the person directly and make them more or less hang their head and tell them why they've done what they've done, you know? Yeah. It's like it's like when your kid is bored and you make him explain to you, you know, <laughs> what he's done that was wrong. Yeah. Like, and they'll they'll say things like they'll lead them. It's always led with oh, questions course, like, yeah. you know, do you dress like that because of low self esteem? Do you dress like that because you want attention? Like, it's, it's all these things. I was going, it's not necessary, you know, because when you see these people that are so flamboyant, 
you get it like yeah. <laughs> it doesn't need to be said and I don't think it added anything other than to kind of shame them and then that leads into what you described the bet where they go out into the street and kind of they have a whole host of people from the general public tell them that they're terrible for the way they look mm-hmm. yeah so I don't know I don't know it's it, it didn't it missed it missed a lot of the comedic things that it could have aimed for mm-hmm. and it seemed to kind of be a bit needlessly hurtful to me Right. Hang on, you've got bitching, shaming, needlessly hurtful. This sounds like a great show. <laughs> <laughs> so, trailer filler? Um, I guess by virtue of our definition, I have to give it thriller, but it's not. It, oh, this is, like, is it so bad you couldn't stop like, watching? Oh, you watched six episodes. No, this you? is like B-movie scale. If I'm going to give it any kind of rating, it's, oh, okay. it's on a B-movie scale. The reality It's on TV reality scale, TV okay. scale of like two. Oh, really? I watched wow. I watched one episode and I will never watch another. Ah, okay, okay. I was there going. I put Glow on the list, and this is what she makes me watch. <laughs> well, we'll discuss Glow tonight mm. too, Mark. Don't you worry. Um, I saw uh, Alone in Berlin, mm-hmm. Berlin, nineteen forty. Ah, yeah. So, uh, hang on, we watched a couple of Berliny things lately. We did, yeah. Yeah, this sounds like we had Berlin spy dude. Yeah. Getting chased with the baseball cap around oh, yeah, Berlin. Yeah, American, Canadian, whatever he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we had the Berlin Army spy dude yeah. crossing over from the communists. Yeah. A lot of spy dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Is this got a spy dude perhaps? Um no, more of a resistor. Okay. Yeah. So uh Anna and Otto, played uh-huh. by uh Emma Thompson and Brendan Gleason. Mm-hmm. Their only son is killed in the war. Right. Yeah. And uh, they're kind of sick of the whole Nazi party mm-hmm. and they dis- and the regime. So they decide to uh, sort of uh, resist in their own way by writing these cards that, you know, say things like Hitler out, you okay. know, and, you know, he's nothing but a bollocks kind of, you know, these yeah. kind of things. We write in that mm-hmm. German font, you know, the, mm-hmm. the Gothic yeah. style font. Mm-hmm. And then he sort of leaves them in public mm-hmm. ha- places sort of... Uh, let's say on a stairs on a step so someone can't miss it on the way up and yeah, that yeah. kind of thing so oh. uh, so he does this for a couple of years but they're all sort of brought to the attention of uh, these detectives mm-hmm. and the SS eventually right. yeah. and so uh, they're hunting them mm-hmm. and Anna and Otto are trying not to get caught uh-huh. and that's the direction it goes. It's really good, really solidly acted. Uh, Brendan Gleeson's just fucking brilliant. He's yeah. so good. He's so good. The whole family is talented. Like, uh, ten seconds into it, I was just going, like, that's not Brendan Gleeson anymore. You know, you, you yeah. just forget yeah. it's him straight uh-huh. away. Yeah. Uh, Emma Thompson was brilliant as well. Is um, this before or during the war? 1940. Okay. Yeah. So uh, very much in the in the midst. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's odd because you don't see it, you don't see too many movies like where... Uh, the Germans have occupied France mm-hmm. and then they show like the crowds in the center of Berlin celebrating and waving flags yeah. and you know that kind yeah. of thing it tends to be contrition <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah so um, history being written by the victors and all that kind of thing yeah. but uh, yeah it's it's uh, it's very uh, interesting from that aspect uh-huh. you know from uh, yeah. yeah and it was really good it was really good I really enjoyed it um, it's probably not my favorite movie of the year but it, it's up there in like seven nearly eights oh, it's, it's a solid seven Solid seven for sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That sounds interesting. It's on my radar. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely worth to watch. Um, it's a great Sunday drama, I would say. You know. So. And come here, like when the Nazis first discovered the resistance, like what did they say? Like, oh my god. Or, well, they're like, well, how are we going to catch this guy? 
<laughs> Sorry, I totally missed that. Joke. I don't get it either. Uh, <laughs> oh gosh. Um, so um, anyway, so that was that. Um, right, next on the list, jeepers, we're getting through them. Okay, um, Castlevania. Oh, Castlevania! I'm so glad right. you asked. <laughs> <laughs> so many of you may remember way, way back when games had 64 bits and no more, there was a game called Castlevania Mm. where you played somebody Beaumont and your job was to kill Dracula. Mm. So you traveled through the castle killing all manner of monsters and beasts till you got to Dracula himself and then you killed him. And then in the PS1 era, there was a couple of very good Castlevania games. Now, they were quite different. In, that, in those games, you played a person called Beaumont and you killed Dracula. And uh, this theme continued right up into the PS Vita and beyond, right? So this is now a Netflix show where the hero is somebody called Beaumont and his job is to kill Dracula. So it's a reimagining in a cartoon of the video game, basically, the video game story. So the problem with the video game that they're using as a source material is it doesn't really have a story. Mm-hmm. Like I've summarized exactly as much as you need to know about it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and straight away, they turned that into a strength, right? Because uh, the most recent Castlevania game I've played was on the Vita, right? And it literally starts where you tug out, pull down an axe and start, your whips are, he uses a whip for the character and you start killing bad guys on the way to Dracula, right? But when you meet Beaumont in this TV show, he's like, it's the best character establishment because when you meet him, he's in a pub and he's hammered. And he's, he's going on as I've never lost a fight with a man or a monster, but he, he's barely able to walk and he's falling around the place. And it's just, it's just really clever. Um, there's a lot, there's various um, homages to the games uh, throughout it. Um, the only caveat I guess I would make for this is it's not for kids. It's an adult cartoon. There's plenty of bad language yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, adult imagery. Yeah. And the, um, the first episode, you need to just grin and bear it. Just get oh, through it. that bad? Yeah, it's backstory and it's, uh, it's a little unnecessary. Like it's a 30-second cutscene in the video game right. but it's blown up it's blown up into you know nearly half an hour in the first episode and you don't meet Beaumont at all he's the, he's the good part but you, you meet him in episode two so it, it's good it's clever and what I found really interesting was that the guy that is in charge of this is going to be doing the same treatment on Assassin's Creed for Netflix coming up soon oh Yeah, so we're going to be getting an Assassin's Creed animated uh, TV show also, you know, along these lines. Is that kind of based on the success of the movie? Was the, was the movie considered a success? No, the movie wasn't, and it was largely panned by fans of the franchise. But the video games have been successful, right? Yes. despite the uh, diminishing returns on the quality of the stories and the games. If, if I recall your review, you thought it was decent. Didn't you? Oh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I have it in the back of my head that, like, you know, I saw it on um, in the Sky Store, and I always consider renting it because I remember your your fairly positive review, and it, it always looked kind of interesting to me. So, 
Um, I then also- you remember that nobody rents from the Sky Store. Saz. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I also saw this, Mark. Oh, uh, did you? I did. Oh, sorry, yeah. I thought I was flying solo. No, there, no, 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 no. You, you pretty hit all the, pretty much hit all the notes there. Um, um, I was surprised at how, uh, how gory it was. It's pretty gory. Yeah. Mm. Like, uh, he does he, some stuff with the whip, like. Yeah. Like the, you know, even in anime terms, you know, it's still pretty gory. Yeah. You know, uh, the, there's a lot of detail, let's say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, is the gore presented in a humorous way or is it just no, in your face? No, no, it's like spines yeah. and eyes and, you know, Fuck jaw bones. And, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's it's definitely on the adult right. sort of uh, <laughs> uh, what do you call it? Wrong, <laughs> let's say. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, a little slow in places, I thought. Um, but uh, I don't know. I'd, I'll probably go back and watch at least another one. It, it it's not going to be into my big favorites lists, but it's mm-hmm. an it's an easy one because it's short that you can just dip into it and go. You know, yeah, grand. Mm-hmm. You know, and. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. So on that, I'd give it a thriller. Yeah, yeah it's, I've watched more than more than a couple episodes of a thriller for me. Do you know where the, what there's a great drinking game for? <laughs> Archer. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. There's like one drink, two drink, three drink things. And like it's two drinks every time he says literally. Yeah. <laughs> two drinks every time he says figuratively, which means you're going to be taking four drinks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's like, wait, is that literally or figuratively? Yeah. <laughs> um, anytime someone calls him Sterling, anytime yeah. his mother's bad parenting is mentioned. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, the list goes on. It's um, great. I really want to do it, especially because they're really short, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you can, you can pace yourself. Yeah. I'm actually I'm in the middle of uh, the current series uh, at the moment. I haven't finished it yet. Uh, I'm way behind, but it's, it, Netflix have right. caught up though, so yeah. it's it's a lot easier. Ah, yeah, because uh, you've got something. Like Netflix is typically what I what I are Archer is typically what I watch on Netflix when yeah. I'm waiting for somebody in a car. Right. Okay. <laughs> but now that I have Netflix to remember where I am, it's great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, I kind of skipped ahead a bit with our, our alphabetical listing. Uh, Broken, uh, the new series with uh, Sean Bean playing a priest in northern England-ish mm-hmm. area. Um, he sort of plays a modern progressive type priest, but mm-hmm. has to deal with his congregation who are dealing with daily life pretty much. Okay. You know, <laughs> then yeah. shit goes down. You know, um, Sean Bean's really good in it. It's a drama. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I'd say I'd say it could be a favourite among some of us Mark uh-huh. <laughs> um, how likely is he you think, to die you think I'd like one? it I think you'd like it yeah huh? how likely is he to die in season one <laughs> know, well he didn't die in the first episode so you know <laughs> that's the start you know, suppose, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah yeah I've actually I, I'm going to have to call a thriller because I've gone ahead and watched a couple of episodes so um, so what's the premise that, that was the premise pretty much mm-hmm. He has to deal with the congregation's issues, so he's, oh, okay. he's just being a priest. I was going to be like, so what happens in the show? But it's just him being a priest. Yeah, well, a lot happens to his congregation. and then Is there he, anything in, to be said so for another him. mass? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that how he tackles but issues? It's funny because it's everything from like, uh, you know, uh, there, there's some, he, he recognizes that there's some people in the, in the community that just don't have money. 
so with the communion coming up they have the parents uh sort of uh, uh what do you call it committee the committee sitting around discussing you know oh we'll do this this year and do this yeah. this year he's like is there any chance we could uh you know drop the owl uh, dresses and stuff and just go for the uniform you know just to be yeah. easier on family mm-hmm. and blah and then the resistance that he meets to right, the, yeah. i thought we were here to discuss my darling's yeah yeah exactly so uh there's all that kind of thing in there as well but um so it's modern day yeah very much so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah is it a comedy no Oh, no. you make it sound like a comedy. No, well, I was just laughing at it. You know, <laughs> the, the misery that yeah. other people are living through. No, yeah. no, really. Uh, no, it's not. It's it's most definitely a drama. Yeah, yeah. So if you love your drama, mm. this is dramatic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so where are we down to? A, B, C, uh, G, glow, glow, so, glow. Yeah, Mark put a feminist TV show on our our list last week that we never got to record. Um, Mark, would you like to introduce Glow? So Glow is about a struggling actress who decides to try her hand at professional wrestling. Ow! Okay. Yeah. Starring... Do you not see this, Mike? No. Oh, no. Mike, you missed the trick. Really? Yeah. <laughs> For a man that likes wrestling. Uh, starring <laughs> Alison Brie. Do you know her from hmm. uh, Community, among yeah. others? Yes, among was she others. In, in Room as well? Hmm? Is she that her in Room? Was not That's Brie Larson. Oh, Brie Larson. Different yeah, Brie. Yeah, yeah. Different cheese. Yeah. Um, she was also Mad Men. She played like the very uppity wife, the posh wife. She sure did. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. They always get her to play quirky characters as if like, you know, she's just not the typical beautiful yeah. lead when yeah. she's just, she's, a be- well, I mean, she is talented, but she mm. also is a beautiful lead, but she always yeah. plays people who are like, you're not so pretty. You're going to have to be interesting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, the start of this really threw me. Right. Because it, it came on and she's acting. And I was like, oh, God, <laughs> this is going to be horrendous. It was like acting with an A. Acting. And I thought, oh, God, this is going to be horrendous. Who put this? And I went, Mark, for fuck's sake. You know, so, <laughs> and, and then, uh, you, you know, you sort of see that she's, that her character is acting, acting kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, um, for a part. And she's just disastrous. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went, oh, okay, okay, I'll give it another five minutes. <laughs> so, uh, so, but anyway, uh, no, uh, it, it picked up. Very much so, and uh, I laughed a lot, and I didn't expect it, and I was nearly finding myself going, "I'm, I'm laughing, I'm laughing at this." <laughs> you know, that, that, that was yeah, yeah. No, I, I thought it was good. I, I thought it was really funny, uh, entertaining. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because she's she's trying to like find any show to get cast in, and then she ends up quartering like, the casting agent and just being like, "Why are you not casting me?" So the mm-hmm. casting agent tells her about this kind of like alternative type of uh, thing that they're casting and yeah. she's like is it porn <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember if she went thinking it was porn or not <laughs> she did yeah yeah erotic that's what erotic, it was yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but basically it's a guy who wants to start up like an all women's wrestling uh, federation yeah um, and I think the making of the episode was when they kind of flash not really forward but they it shows um an argument from the director's point of view where he sees like the full on wrestling TV show. Mm-hmm. So like two people are just having a, an, an argument. His vision. Yeah. He sees like you get to see Alison Brie like all in yeah. her um decked out in her wrestling outfit and she's mm. like cheering on the audience like come mm. on. Come. Mm. Anyways, it's full on makeup and like the 80s kind of high cut legs spandex it's so things. 80s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. This is based on an 80s TV show, right? Is it? I think so. Is it? I think so. Ah. Yeah, Spot I think the boy you did research, huh? Mm. Yeah, it was very f- fame looking. The look mm. of it was really like fame. Mm. 
Um, so it's probably it, it was fairly authentic for the genre or for the for the, mm. for the setting. Mm. Um, I found her the, the main character, um, Cheese Girl, to be a little bit annoying. She's annoying enough, isn't she? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's tough to watch at times, and I think that that is going to be the secret to this show's success. I think that as she becomes more, she's going to become more comfortable with herself through the physical expression in wrestling, and I think she's going to become just more confident and you know with the success that she's going to get wrestling i think she's going to get her stuff together a lot more i think this is my hope for it yeah i think that her trajectory is going to be interesting Mm -hmm. i just hope that they get to the actual fight scenes that you see at in the in the first episode that's only kind of the vision you know like it's kind of not really happening um because that fight scene is is what anchored the whole episode and it made it for me. So you'd have I'd have to see more of that. Her getting to actually be the self actualized wrestler with the whole persona and like, goading the audience and. So this is WWE kind of wrestling. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, professional wrestling. It's so if you and this is back in the eighties when they were still kayfabe and, and they didn't call it entertainment. Yeah. The fans What's thought kayfabe? that they were it was real, right? So. Um, the trailer that you know when you when you select it on Netflix this is a Netflix show. You know when you select the show and then you're waiting to put it on and yeah. it starts playing a reel in the background. The trailer, I guess you would call it, that has an awful lot of the wrestling stuff in it. So unless your man, the promoter, is going to imagine a match for her every week, <laughs> you'd imagine that they are going to get to the actual wrestling fairly quickly. But I, I think it would be a mistake if they go too quickly because where they are at the minute is none of them are able to bounce off ring ropes. Yeah. Or even do a somersault. Yeah, or do anything. They're not, they don't know how to bump. They don't know how to do anything. So mm. um, like it's very funny when <laughs> the, there's one wrestler, a guy wrestler who's brought in there because he, he's, he's a worker and he's brought in to show them stuff. And they're all doing like um, a head toss. They catch his head and they kind of twist it and he flips over and does a back bump. Mm-hmm. And they're all, <laughs> they're all reacting to it like, like people who've never seen wrestling would react. They go, oh, are you okay? <laughs> um, and it's, it's really funny because obviously anyone that sticks around in this is going to wind up doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that's going to become very quickly not a thing. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's great scope for character development in this show, which is interesting. And the whole, uh, the conflict that gave rise to the, the imaginary fight in the, in the promoter's head, that's quite fun as well to see how that's going to resolve. Yeah. Um, so it's, it has a lot of potential. Like, like hope springs eternal in me for TV shows these days, <laughs> right? And like, I didn't really love this. I, I just didn't like I'm a huge wrestling fan and I grew up on Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair mm-hmm. so they were hitting all the right notes to get me hooked and even with that they just about did it um, so what I was think missing it, for you Mark? sorry? what was missing for you? I didn't like her I just didn't like her. Like, again, I, I do think that that could be a strength, but it's just, she's very annoying and very, it's almost like Bridget Jones goes wrestling to a degree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. <laughs> or Reese um, Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or, or, yeah, or one of Reese Witherspoon's yeah. more um, do a neatly blonde submission. characters, yeah, right? Exactly. She could but, do a um, chin submission. 
<laughs> yeah. So, so like it's, I wish that I could download the knowledge of three or four episodes into my brain to know if it's worthwhile without spending three hours watching it. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I am going to give it at least one more episode. I think I have to. And then people will have to listen to our podcast to get your opinion so that they know if they should watch the shows or not. Or if you have watched it, please tweet us. Uh, is it a bicycle? <laughs> and save Mark some agony. Yeah. Oh, that would be great if somebody would do that. Jeez, we might know just the guy. <laughs> you know, he should, we have, should we not have be mentioned. We have many listeners. Yeah, yeah, Any yeah, one yeah. of them are welcome yeah, yeah. to tweet us. The only person that likes my tweets is Chael Peace on him. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he's like three or four of my tweets. Nice. Um, we need to we need to further fitter this, but then there's a segue there I want to get into. Um, Shona. It's thriller, thriller for me. I'm going to give it Thriller. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more. I think um, the best parts are kind of seeing them fight and then seeing them learn to fight. Their, their somersaults were atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> as surprised as I was at how entertaining it was, I think I'm not going to watch any more of it. Okay. Yep. I think it's better for me. Yep. Um, Steve's anti-feminist, uh, Shona, just yeah. FYI. <laughs> That's it, yeah. um, May versus Mac. Jack Reacher. <laughs> oh, sorry. You had you'd something else to talk about, did you? Speaking Second. of wrestling, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, would, what would happen if an MMA champion from the UFC decided to go into boxing? What would happen if someone who has never had a professional boxing fight in his life went into the ring for a professional boxing match <laughs> with the best to ever do it? <laughs> 39 and 0 takes on O and O. Is it not 49 and 0? Yeah. No. Yeah, it is 49. I think it is, dude. Yeah. He's going for 40. This is He's going for his 40th win. No, no, it's 49 and 0. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's fine. I can be correct, okay. and I can I can I can maturely accept. You're man enough. You're man enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. So go on. So the press tour for this has kicked off, mm. and <laughs> already um, bollocks! It is forty nine. I know. <laughs> already, already the. Um, I think there's a high five all around, folks. <laughs> already the one liners are coming in from. Uh, from McGregor, I love the way he's so dismissive of boxing as as, as a combat sport. Yeah, <laughs> he's like that's not fighting. Yeah, <laughs> never like, had a real fight. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, oh, it's so funny. Mm. And uh, I like Floyd's gumption when they were doing their face-offs. I thought that was quite good. He's he's able to just stand there and and give him you know give him back talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, and it doesn't seem to bother him. And I, I thought it was funny because I've never seen two guys more aware that they don't really care what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just know that this is how you make money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because I think they were both so aware of that, they were just... It just wasn't bothering them. Like, yeah. was it one guy was going, I'm going to knock you out. Another guy was going, yeah, well, I'm going to knock you out. Yeah, Mama, yeah. Mama said, knock you out. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's, it's really interesting. And this is, it's going to pick up steam. It's going to move forward. And a couple of weeks back on this very podcast, I made a prediction that Connor is going to knock him out. Mm -hmm. And I've put money where my mouth is. Oh, have you? Yeah. Put a bet on with Paddy Power. What else did you get out of curiosity? They weren't great. I don't think they weren't great. The only reason I'm doing it is so that I have written it down somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That I think Connor's going to be knocked out. Right. And then in whatever place I am on the 26th of August, mm. when the greatest fight spectacle <laughs> ever to take place finally happens, I will be able to show people I knew it. 
<laughs> I knew it. <laughs> and on the on the bet slip and the show the date, which was a couple of weeks ago, and I did yeah. this like, and I said I didn't even wait. I knew it before Connor knew it. You're going to look like a bit of a dipshit after a twelve round pounding. Then <laughs> see this. This is this is it. Like I don't usually take be- bets on faith. It's not really how I run. I t- I tend to use logic. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, go with what I what I think is the most likely outcome. But like before I heard his boxing coach Owen Roddy talking on the MMA Hour podcast um with Ariel Helwani, mm-hmm. I was I just I, I basically thought, well, someone who's never done it with the best person to ever do it, mm-hmm. of course the virgin is going to lose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but you, then you listen to Owen and Owen's just going, No, like every time we say we're gonna do something, everyone goes, No, that's ridiculous, Connor can't do that, then he does it. And then he does it again and does it again. Yeah. And we always doubt him. And I'm thinking, you know what? This time I'm not going to doubt him. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to stand there with Owen Roddy. <laughs> and I, I heard a couple of weeks later, you know that Ariel Helwani is on the outs with Dana White? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. And he got uh, kicked out of the Floyd Mayweather oh, Conor he? McGregor publicity tour. All right. The, he was, uh, the UFC sp- specifically told uh, Showtime Productions he is not to be involved. Oh, wow. Right. It's really harsh, like so harsh. It is, yeah, yeah. But because um, I think Ariel's a really nice guy, I quite like him, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, and he's a podcaster like ourselves. Yeah. So then John Cavanaugh was on talking about it, and you can just tell that he's got the man's got a plan. Mm. And it's, it's just, I think it's so interesting. Like Mike, what do you think? Uh, I think basically Floyd is going to just take it handy for 12 rounds win every round by a single point without breaking a sweat uh, I personally put money on that Connor doesn't land a significant strike in the fight and maybe a sub bet that Connor doesn't finish the fight because he gasses sometime around round 7 interesting interesting because I'm desperately trying to think of this guy's name oh there's another podcaster an MMA podcaster Brendan Schaub mm-hmm who was offering a hundred grand bet for more or less what you've described. Right. <laughs> He's willing to bet a hundred grand to the first person who'll take him on that Connor doesn't win a round. Right. <laughs> uh, which yeah. seems a bit traitorous to me. Like he is an MMA fighter doing an MMA <laughs> podcast and he, yeah. he's betting against um, our representative in this arena. But, uh, you know, if Connor loses, Connor loses. Um, yeah. I don't think there's really any loss of face if he does, but I can't wait to watch it and I, I, it would be amazing if he yeah. could do it. I think uh, Andy Lee, uh, Irish boxer, summed it up quite well. He just said it's it's like a, a triathlete taking on a top cyclist or a top swimmer or a top runner. You yeah. Know, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, no matter how good they are. But, uh, no, fair but if you could, but if you could drive your bike into the other cyclist, though, you'd have an option to change <laughs> <Yeah>. the outcome. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> Slightly different. I, t- I yeah. think, uh, like a win is a complete, like, bonus for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, he's going to win anyway. He's getting shed loads exactly. of money. Exactly. He's going to win. He he's won already. Yeah. You he know? doesn't give a flying so, fuck. Yeah. No, he loses. <laughs> no. Jeez. Uh, um, okay. Looking forward to that. Uh, Wait, when is the fight? Uh, August. 26th of August. 26th, yeah. yeah. Raises an interesting question, though. Like, knowing the two boys are just in it for the money, would you be willing to fork out to watch it live on pay-per-view? Or are you going to yes. wait till the next day? No. <laughs> so you're going to hand the over way. the 50 or 100 euros they're looking for, knowing it's yeah. a circus. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I am. That's the money. only way to watch a pay-per-view <laughs> is the legal route where you pay money. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. So I'm going to get up for the middle, middle of the night feed. I'm going to drink a can of Monster and I'm going to watch me some boxing. <laughs> Don't know shit about boxing. <laughs> um, speaking of people who can handle themselves, mm-hmm. Jack Reacher. I eventually oh. got to see it. <laughs> great, great segue, Steve. On, only five years later. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we pay you the big bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark, yeah, I have to say, you were right. It depends what I was right about. I'm For, sure that I was. This is a good movie. Oh, yeah. The first Jack Reacher is great. It's a great character. Great film. Mm. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Did you watch the Reach Around? Uh, no, I haven't got to that yet. <laughs> Jack Reacher 2. <laughs> <laughs> the Reach Around. Never go back, it's actually called. Yeah, yeah. Googling. Don't Google the Reach Around. <laughs> Jack Reach Around. Um, no, um, yeah, I was kind of mildly surprised um, mm. because uh, Tom Cruise can actually play someone that uh, is kind of a bit hard, which is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Did you not see him as the grey haired assassin? Yeah, but that's not really hard. I know that character was pretty cold, like he was was pretty badass. Like you know badass. Jack Reacher's got skills like (laughs) you know. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, and you're saying not to watch the second one? No, don't. Don't. It'll 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 take away from your appreciation of the Jack Reacher character. Okay. Uh, Do you know what you should watch next? Steve is a uh, Top Gun. That's a great. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you hear about the remake? No. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your What's your favorite Tom Cruise movie? Mine. Um, well, everybody. Let me see. Uh, I'd have to throw. Well, let me see. I did like Days of Thunder, and uh, I did like Mission Impossible, the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the original. The original, really. Uh, um, geez, I, I did like Color of Money. Mm. What about the uh, the one where he's the future cop? Oh. Minority Report. <laughs> Minority film. Report. Where yeah. he meets a beautiful woman. Yeah. He becomes an even better. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was a hell of a fine, hell of a fine cocktail maker. Yeah. <laughs> um, pretty good cocktail maker. Yeah. I'd say it'd have to be. Ooh, Jesus, Rain you Man. Know, Rain Man s- or Top Gun? I'd say. Mm. Yeah. I never liked Top Gun, but I have to say. Uh, one that gets watched a lot in our house is Night and Day, starring Cameron Diaz. And Tom That's Night Night and Day oh. with a K, people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't spread that too. Yeah. <laughs> with can, me, without me, <laughs> with me, without me. That's a great film. I can, it is I, a great film. I can edit this bit out if you want. To. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my my favorite Tom Cruise one is Edge of Tomorrow. Live, die, oh, repeat. Of course. Yeah. yeah. No, I take back mm. my answer. I'm going Which with one? Marks. Mm-hmm. Which sorry? Edge of Tomorrow with, Oh yeah um, Emily oh, yeah. Blunt Oh yeah Yeah, yeah. that was pretty good Oh yeah by too, far yeah. The yeah. best Tom Cruise film L- Lived I repeat It is Bending. so good mm. I, I, no. every, I've watched it About four or five times now And every it's time so The truck rolls over him mm. And he makes that ah! <laughs> <laughs> I, I just die laughing yeah. It's so funny yeah. And it's really good mm. It's really good I've heard people talk About that film Saying the third act Loses its way yeah, And I think God it really doesn't yeah. It's brilliant Emily Blunt is so good Yes she is <laughs> I Mike feel like Mike is straying away from the true value of her in the picture. You know, Mike, um, Devil Wears Prada was on TV, I think, on Friday mm-hmm. night. Yeah. And I got to see like the last half hour of it. Uh-huh. Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. Early Emily Blunt. Oh. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. 
because it had uh, what's her name? That hideous oh, Meryl witch. Street. Meryl Streep. Yes. What so. happens when Emily and Blunt, uh, Emily Blunt and Meryl Streep collide in a film? Yeah, what do you that's do? a that's a. What if I told you there was a cat force scene? against an unmovable <laughs> object? You know. What I'm How saying? do you feel about Anne Hathaway? Maybe she's your breaker. Anne Hathaway. Tiebreaker. I I used to like her until she started singing. Oh, she, that made me she like won a bikey, didn't she? One year, she did. I think she did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for she's best, not singing best cat in this suit, movie. I think best she got one year. Yeah, best yeah, cat suit. Yeah. yeah, in the Batman movie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Great bike, fair play to her. But uh, <laughs> great nobody's mentioned Jerry Maguire. Everybody fucking loves Jerry Maguire. Eh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Edge of Tomorrow is a yeah. song. Do you know we should rehash this conversation at the bikies this year and mm. just discuss th- formally? You know what? Best Tom Cruise film. I think there's a whole a whole podcast in this discussion. Yes. <laughs> you know yes. The Tom let's, Cruise podcast. Let's do the know. Tom Cruise <laughs> podcast and we can discuss in detail we Tom are. Cruise films. <laughs> Great. Does that mean we can move on? <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that's why he's paid the big bucks, <laughs> folks. Keeping us locked on target. Yeah, yeah. We've, got a, we've got a time limit here yeah, before yeah. people start fading. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So. You can put away the wet wipes now, Mark. Jude Law is a very, very bad man. He is. He is. In King Arthur. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, the new uh, King Arthur Legend of the Sword. Is this the one with. Uh, Charlie Hunnam? Yes. No, what's his face? Uh, he was a very David good Beckham. Man. Dave Beckham. I don't know. Yeah, Bex is in this. Is That's he? the show, yeah. Jeez, I didn't spot him. All right. I wonder who he plays. I must look it up. Yeah, Aidan Gillen's in as well. Uh, who else? Tom Wu. There's loads of people that you'd recognize. Um, so, it tells the story. The one we know. King Arthur. Sword in the Stone. Uh, King Arthur's exiled as a young man. He's thrown out and has to grow up in the back streets. Um, before he comes back and pulls the sword out of stone and then has to, you know, fulfill his birthright. Right. Mm. Birthright. That's birthright, a lot of yeah. pressure. Um, or should I say, acknowledge his true legacy. Dun, 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 whether he likes dun, dun. it or not. So, yeah. So he's up against a lot of magic and a lot of um, bad dudes. But uh, he now has a gift in the stone. Or sorry, the, the stone in the sword. Um, a lot of sword play. A lot of fighting. Right. Um, actually... Is this Jude Law like playing like an old man or a young man? Young, he's playing his, he his uncle. Because he both ways. Yeah, he, he, kind, he kind of, he, uh, did he directly kill him? Just, or he set up, yeah, he killed his like brother. So then the nephew, who is uh, Charlie Hunnam, sort of was put in hiding. Yeah. And that's why he grew up in the back streets. But he always had a thing about him. Yeah, he's a good looking lad, a bit of a rascal. <laughs> you know, he, he learned lots of skills, you know. So, so who so plays King Arthur? Uh, well, King Arthur died off early. Jeez, what's his name? I'll think of it in a minute. I'm very confused altogether about who's in the. Oh, sorry, Charlie, Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of his. From, dad, uh, yeah. He does that Rebels TV oh. show. Sons of Anarchy. Yep. Thank you. I sound so old. Did I mention Aiden <laughs> Gillen's in this as well? show with Rebels. Huh? Aiden Gillen's in this as well. Is he? Yeah, yeah. L- Littlefinger. Yep. Um, actually, a buddy of mine was just telling me at the weekend that he was he was given tickets to go to um, see, was it Radiohead or Coldplay? One or the other. Mm-hmm. Radiohead, I think. And uh, VIP tickets, no less. Uh, mm. And so he so sits down, and beside him, he was like uh, three aisles from, uh, three rows from the front. Oh. So perfect. Yeah. In the middle. Beside him was Dave Fanning. <laughs> right. Behind him was Aidan Gillen. And behind yeah. him was Colin Farrell. Really? <laughs> 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 he was just like, ah, 
yeah. what do you what can, are we lads you know, yeah, are we lads? <laughs> yeah nice yeah, um yeah. so uh, so when he's trying to survive on the streets what is he like a rent boy or <laughs> he's a poor man he's a bit of a rascal like I say he was yeah. a bit of a caper actually at the start because he's okay. sort of getting in trouble and getting away with it and escaping <laughs> and his skills and yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so th- that's actually it's a lot of fun actually um, uh, but the guys who he's up against who have that evil spirity thing mm. going on as well oh. you know the opposite of Merlin yeah um, they've got some pretty interesting um let's say methods of uh, trying to destroy everything okay yeah yeah, uh, uh, I, yeah. and it's big yeah. it's like a you know, epic. Yeah. Are they like that fire witch girl in Game of Thrones. Oh no, we're we're talking about fire witch. Girl. <laughs> no, we no no. That's that's on small scale compared to this. She's only a blip. We're we're yeah. talking about elephants uh, that uh, erupt out of a mountain with oh. castles built on their backs. Cool. <laughs> that's how big oh. they're. You know, like yeah. monsters. Like, yeah. monst- like yeah. Godzilla would have trouble with them. You know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that kind of big. Yeah. Um. So it's very how's your father kind of a yeah thing. Yeah. Is, you know. So yeah. yeah, it's it's great. It's great. It's a swashbuckler. Mm-hmm. Does, um, he, does he even have an old spare Legolas like to help him out with the elephants? Or <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's got a sword. Oh okay. Yeah, and Lady of the Lake handy. gives him an old hand and all that kind of mythology. Yeah, what you kind know? of a hand now? We should be given <laughs> <laughs> one that grabs it by the handle, by the hilt. <laughs> oh, d- oh dear! <laughs> so uh, she's pulling the flute off me, Your Honor. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'd I'd give this a solid seven, and I think. Uh, mm. Uh, Mike and Mark would love this and yeah. Shona I think you'd be like yeah it's okay yeah it's yeah. alright it's grand okay. yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah give it a look give it a look solid 7 because okay. it got panned by the critics I know and it lost a shit I know that's, it's maybe because I went in with such a bad sort of mm-hmm. sort of vibe about it already that uh-huh. I thought oh okay this will be grand it's raining yeah. you know and then I was very pleasantly surprised okay yeah yeah fair enough yeah um, so we're about halfway, so I think it's time for a quiz. <gasps> oh, fuck yeah. yeah. No! <laughs> this is called the Celebrity Name Game. Oh, God. Yeah. So. Okay. Mike. Steve. Real names, right? Mm-hmm. So, Sure's that's true or false, right? Yeah. Sure's real name is Amelia Mongo. False. That's true, Mike. Woohoo! Yep. <laughs> As in, you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shona. Uh. Ralph Lauren's real name uh, is Ralph Life Shits. <laughs> no, it's true. Sorry, yeah. Sean. <laughs> I'm so going to win this game just with one point. <laughs> Mark, uh, Hulk Hogan's real name is uh, Winkle Pop Slapty Back. <laughs> no, it's, it's Terry Dolea. <laughs> Good man. You're right. Okay, so uh, back to Mike. Uh, Wacom Phoenix. Right. Mm-hmm. His real name is Jochen Bottom. False. It's true, I'm afraid, Mike. Damn it. No yeah. way. I would go with false there, too. Because you think so that means his brother is called River right? Bottom? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's Jochen, well, his full name is Jochen Raphael Bottom. So his brother was Riverbottom. <laughs> Jesus, what cruel fucking parents. Um, terrible. Shona. Yeah. Olivia Wilde. Her real name is Olivia Cockburn. True or false? <laughs> true. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Mark. Engelbert Humperdinck. His real name is George Dorsey. Engelbert Humperdinck is a character in The Princess Bride. Oh, God. 
Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> uh, what did you say the real name was? George Dorsey. Oh God! I don't think so. Uh, false. It's true. I'm afraid uh, uh, he was a singer, dude. Oh. Does he get extra points for being so I'm over totally our track? Yeah, yeah. So where are we on points? Uh, it's one all. Uh, it's a Mike and Mark. Yeah. yeah okay. No, I shown I got one. Oh, you, did you get I this one? Oh, you got this one. It's one all. It's one all. Oh, all one's all around. Don't okay. throw my point. My precious sorry, sorry, point. Sorry. Yeah. sorry. Uh, Mike, uh, Natalie Portman's real name is uh, Natalie Hirschlag. True. It is true. Ooh. Um, Bit of a sitter, to be honest, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jonah, Shut up, man. They all count. <laughs> Jonah, uh, Johnny Rotten's real name is Ronnie Jotten. <laughs> False. <laughs> That's correct. It was John Lydon. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, Bruno Mars. His real name is uh, Peter Jean Hernandez. Oh, no idea. True. No, we're all on twos. Okay. Right. So call it a draw. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> is there a death round? Yeah. Right, Mike. Prince Harry's real name is it Henry Charles Albert or David? Ooh. Say again? I know the answer. Prince Harry's real name is it Henry Charles Albert or David? Henry? Such a final answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. It was all of the above. <laughs> Brilliant. Shona, Freddie Mercury's real name. It's not true or false. Just give it to me. Freddie Mercury? Yeah. You know his real name? No? Oh, okay. Anyone? Bonus point? Nope. Really? Oh, okay. Farak Pulsara, no? Not to ring a bell? Okay, all right, okay. Uh, Mark, Donald Trump's real name is Margot Armando Miguel de Castellanos. False. That's correct. Okay, right. So I win. No. That's an easy fucking point. Yeah, no. we all saw him be Last one. <laughs> Last one. I win. Easy. Fuck you, Mark, and fuck yeah. your easy question. <laughs> it was easy for Mike. ye, not for me. I had no idea. <laughs> Natalie Wood was born Natalia Nicolo... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Natalia Nikolovna Zakarenko. False. That's true. Damn it. Uh, Shona, only you can say this from a Mark victory. Gene Wilder was born Jerome Silberman. (laughs) The pressure. (laughs) The the tension. (laughs) I broke it out into a sweat and times. (laughs) My life flashes before me and the answer comes in a moment of clarity. False. It was true, I'm afraid. Fuck you! Jam- Fuck you! Fuck you! Mark, You've won anyway, but Mark. <laughs> Albert Brooks. His real name was Albert Einstein. True. It is true. How about that? <laughs> Clear Didn't winner. just beat you guys. Clear Kicked winner. your asses. <laughs> and like double your score. Hate that guy. Hate that guy. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Do you know that your quizzes give me inferiority complexes? <laughs> um, can we get can we get to the part where Mike tells us what he thought of Spider Man? I've been waiting for a week. There, we're now. There. <laughs> Actually, you know what? We'll skip to it now. How about that? Sounds good. Mike. Well, I'm so annoyed. Maybe I just won't fucking tell you. <laughs> Spider-Man you Homecoming. Down, I'm sorry. Why is it called Homecoming? Uh, because. There's a homecoming dance at the end. <laughs> do you remember? He was away. In the, do you remember that Marvel fuckfest where they all start <laughs> battering the shite out of each other yes, at the airport? Yeah. <laughs> Captain America Civil War. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> and uh, <laughs> Spider-Man comes out and he steals Captain America's shield. Right. And he goes, hi, guys. And uh, mm. the Mark Leonards of this world uh, said, oh, wouldn't it be great if we had a movie about this guy? Mm. So uh, Another movie. Yeah, so mm. the powers that be said, what would the Mark Leonards of this world like? <laughs> 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 and uh, they duly provided the same. So this movie is about a year after the 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 Captain America movie, mm-hmm. and All, also, go on. If I, could, if I could just jump in right there, right there, right there. Um, Marvel licensed Spider-Man to Sony, and Sony proved again and again how they were terrible at making Spider-Man movies. So they said, "Well, why don't we sort of give it back to you?" And then you make a really good Spider-Man movie that'll make us a lot of money. And then when you're done making it a great property again, we'll carry on making shit movies, but they'll do a lot better because you'll have made a few good movies in between. Uh, (laughs) So Spider-Man is back being written and produced by Marvel, the house of ideas. In a way, Spider-Man has come home. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) So after a trilogy, what do you call it? Uh, Trilogy plus one quadrology. Quadrology, quadrology yeah. is it? <laughs> nice. Great nice. Okay, so this is a quadrology now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, Peter Parker is back in New York about a year after the the Captain America show. Jeez, he must be in his fifties at this stage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. And he is basically going through life as a young teenager. I think he's fourteen, fifteen, and trying to you know cope with teenagery things like again school and yeah yeah they've kind of fucked with the timeline okay so you remember when he was old enough to not make kirsten Dunst a pedophile right yeah that's that's out of the oh, way that's where he is yeah. okay right i got you yeah <laughs> um, so he has made contact with the avengers uh-huh. and tony stark is helping him out with better equipment all that kind of stuff and he has a a kind of a guardian angel kind of bagman who just yeah. keeps an eye on him or whatever. Yeah. And his general instructions are to keep practicing, work hard at school, and kind of stay out of trouble. Yeah. And, of course... That's right, kids. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, him being a teenager, he can't possibly agree to those terms. And he's constantly going out trying to find ways to, you know, prove himself be worthy of the Avengers and move up into the big boys league and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but all the while he has the teen angst of this, you know, going to school and there's a cute girl that he's really embarrassed to talk to and that kind of stuff. Oh, but he's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> Such a one. I wonder if she's looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's basically the scenario that you're in. And obviously there's a bad guy he has to deal with. And, um, He's going to have to have a little bit of coming of age and uh, see where he wants to be as a man and a hero. Huh. And? And <laughs> this is possibly the worst movie I've seen this year. No way. Oh, no. <laughs> no way. Gasp. Yeah. Gasp. <laughs> I've seen some humdingers. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you know, I have a long track record of not liking superhero movies. Uh, you have a long track record of not liking anything, Mike. Yeah. It's on the record. Yeah. I did like the nuns in training. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is 
horrific. And, and, and let me tell you why. First off, it's a super kids movie. It's not aimed at adults whatsoever. Whereas the likes of Captain America and that kind of thing, that's, that's aimed at, you know, older people. Um, right. who maybe have grown up with comics and they've got okay. a background. Okay. This is literally for your five-year-old. Oh, so this is like merchandise movie. Yeah, yeah, okay. totally. Yeah. Um, they, it, there's this constant attempt at humor. Right. And it's it's the same kind of humor that you get in uh, things like Home Alone. Jesus. You know, oh, right. you know, here's the here's the superhero, and oh, he's tripped up. Oh, isn't that really funny? Because he's a superhero and he tripped. Oh no! You know, and they do that over and over again. Oh. It's uh, it just gets so painful so quickly. Um, they have. Please, Sony, take a bite. Yeah. Please. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> they have made a massive departure from from like the the tradition of superhero movies. Like you, you always have a massive intro, like mm -hmm. some kind of Megatron comes down from space. Yeah. And Superman has to punch him in the face for a while. And yeah. Oh and God, I can't believe you put Megatron and Superman <laughs> in a Marvel movie discussion. <laughs> and that's the start Speaking of your of movie. Quick interjection: Have you guys seen like the Kit Harrington Kit Harrington auditions for all the Game of Thrones characters? Real? No, no. And then there's when he shows up as Harry Potter, and they're like, Harry Potter's not in Game of Thrones. And he's like, but what if he was? <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, it starts out without an epic start, which ah. is just a, an instant fail oh. you yeah. know, for uh, a superhero movie. Yeah. Um, and then it, it spends the whole movie just driving at home that this is a baby movie. You know, you're not big enough. You're not strong enough. Um, stay away from the big boy stuff. And Tony Stark shows up every so often just to reinforce this point. Ah. Um, and every time he tries to do something that's, you know, beyond his capabilities, he gets stomped. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the upshot, what they're telling you here is we've taken your $10 or whatever and we're going to give you a movie where nothing of importance is going to happen. Right. And that's exactly what they give you. Uh, um, oh, dear. Did you stay for after the credits, Mike? I did. I did. And? Um, worth it? Nothing. No, no, not worth it. <laughs> yeah. um, it's, uh, what was I going to say? Michael Keaton is the bad guy. Uh, Michael Keaton is... The vulture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's always good at what he does, but this bad guy character isn't a great bad guy. <laughs> Um, you know, there's no real sense of any danger for Spider-Man, um, at any point. Cause you know that if he gets really in trouble, that fucking Iron Man is going to show up and bail his ass out, you know? <laughs> this is exactly what Steve suggested all superheroes should do. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember any time we have like a single Avenger movie, you go, why didn't he just call the Avengers? <laughs> <laughs> So it turns out they're they're fucking they're doing it for us now, and we're going. Yeah. We're still not happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've heard a lot of people really like this movie, Mike. I'm worried yeah. that like folded arm, Mike, mm -hmm. may have gotten in the way here. Yeah. Um. No, and I'll, I'll gladly admit that a lot of people did like it. Like I think yeah. Rotten Tomatoes has given it a nine point two five. Whoa. Average. Whoa. Um. I know at the end of the movie there was people clapping, and cheering. Hey. Wow. Yeah. In Ireland. In the cinema I was in, there was people clapping and cheering at the end of the movie. Were they five? 
Uh, it was dark. I couldn't see. <laughs> All right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's they, unlikely, like. They didn't come over right. when I offered sweets. I was going to assume they were older. Doesn't matter what age they are, then. Another thing that really irritated me was the constant, constant talking. Um, he never shuts up. So if yeah. you're wondering what Spider-Man's thinking, don't worry, he's going to tell you. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. know, well, he always had that narrative thing going on, didn't he? <laughs> I think he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like his theme music. Yeah, really, it's, you know, it's, it's just not this. an endearing yeah, trait. Yeah. You know, there's no mystery about what's going on in his head. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, I need you to talk about the casting a little bit because I've heard a lot of discussions around the casting. The people were saying at first that it's the wrong Spider-Man because look at how young he is. Mm-hmm. But then he was in one of the Marvel um, after credit Cap- scenes, wasn't Cap- he? Captain America Civil War. Right. Because mm-hmm. I remember seeing that and thinking like, oh, this could be really good. Mm-hmm. So obviously you weren't a massive fan. So I'm guessing you aren't a fan of the casting either of our Spider-Man. No, I, I must say I find him completely irritating. It's I, really hard for me to. Did you have feelings about Tobey Maguire? Toby Maguire, I didn't particularly like, but he didn't irritate me to this level. Okay. Um, I think... Actually, this, this is something I should bring up. This movie wasn't written by one person. There was five or six writers on it. And it's really, really obvious in how disjointed the movie is. Okay. Because um, there's certain scenes here and there that are really, really well done. And then other scenes that are just face palm stuff. Um, in particular, some of the minor characters, um, like uh, Mary Jane, MJ. Um, it's probably a bit of controversy because she doesn't have red hair and green eyes. But that character is really well written. She's only got maybe four or five appearances in the movie, but every time she's in a scene, she nails it, you know. Mm. Uh, and there is a PE teacher mm-hmm. uh, who, again, only has a couple of small pieces, they, they were the pieces that stood out to me as oh that that was actually funny yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, and then you 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 have set piece scenes that are just horrifically badly done um, you know too much setup too much foreshadowing too much attempts at humor at inappropriate times right um, you know it it was just really obvious that this is a Frankenstein movie okay um, and disjointed huh yeah yeah. But obviously, I'm the only person on the planet that saw this because everybody else seemed to fucking love it. All right, okay. <laughs> I, want, I want to see this even more now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't know what to say beyond how much I fucking hate this movie. What well, give us a mark, so? I'll give it a two. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah! Wow! Yeah, I think that's, that's one mark above what you gave Sausage Party, which is my yeah. rule for films that you hate. Yes. <laughs> I did I did like it a little bit more than Sausage Party <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a real pity that Sean's not around in the podcast anymore because can you imagine how fronted he would be oh yeah mm-hmm. sure <laughs> he considers Peter Parker as a close personal friend like. <laughs> uh, well I think I think you know I suspect Sean may well be as offended as I was at what they've done with his hero I don't know. I think if he's anyway even a little offended, he's going to be a lot offended. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sean doesn't do little, does yeah, he? Yeah. yeah, no, especially when it's uh, like Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, right. Uh, moving on. Um, Snowfall, new series based uh, set in eighties LA cocaine epidemic is just starting. So all the dealers are moving from pot to cocaine. So you've got like four threads ish going on. You've got mm. a young guy who's sort of 
wants to start dealing. Mm-hmm. He's got a bit of gumption about him. Mm-hmm. Boy's got balls. Mm-hmm. And uh, he approaches like a Mexican drug lord, asks him to front him a kilo, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Um, there's a daughter of another Mexican drug lord who's decided to move from pot to cocaine. Mm-hmm. There is a CIA guy who's uh, wants to do an off the books uh, operation uh, to fund some Nicaraguan contras, right. you know, and uh, and there's a couple of other, you know, sort of small time drug dealers and so on. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, an ex uh, Mexican wrestler, you know. Yeah, right. what, do you, what do you call those guys again? What's the word? Oh, you know what the Lucadors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucadors. yeah. 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 So, Lucha. <laughs> Lucha. Yeah, yeah. so he's, uh, he's sort of getting involved and sort of going through the drama of the the crime family that mm-hmm. he's involved in as well, right. you know. Yeah. So it's it's quite good. Oh. There's a lot going on. Can there, can there ever be, though, anything after Narcos? Well, it's different. Okay. Well, if there is, this isn't it. <laughs> <laughs> you saw this as well? Yeah, yeah, I watched this. Um, I felt like the narrative was split so wide across so many different characters, it was very difficult to make any headway on any of them. Um, there are some of them that are interesting, but this subject matter has been given a better treatment in other places multiple times. It's not a new story now. And I think that had a lot, was, was a lot of its problem. Even because the there was, there was elements of wire type storylines yeah. that are always going to be done better by the wire. Right. Now, I'm not a fan of Narcos, yeah. but I'm aware that it's a quality show. We reviewed it in this very yeah, podcast. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I, I've seen an episode or two. Yeah. That's better than this as well. There wasn't uh, nearly so much hanging around waiting for things to get going on that show. Mm. And by all accounts, it, it maintains momentum, though I, I haven't kept with it. Obviously, you guys can speak to that. Um, the acting is really strong in this. I be- like everybody was very believable and it was all very cohesive. And I like a little bit the story of the um, the FBI agent who's about to get involved. Yeah, he's really good, isn't he? Solid. Actor. CIA agent who's mm. about to get involved. Mm. He he's interesting, um, and uh, he's is the only story that I'm even mildly interested in, in seeing how it develops. Ah. The rest of them just didn't have the hooks for me, um, and it was it, it was just the, the way it was written. Just it was like I've I've seen this before. Yeah, I, like I've seen multiple different um, composites of how a small time drug dealer gets bigger, his struggles, and all the rest of it. It just, it just felt old and tired to me. Mm-hmm. Right, I'll let, let you guys talk about it because it's not a bad show. It just it's it's past its its sell by I know I, 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 I can see where you're coming from. All right, yeah. The 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 thing that has me interested is that it's a new setting. You know, I haven't seen one that's been based in L.A. and you know mm-hmm. uh, since Boys in the Hood or something like that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and it is South Central. I suck your dick, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's uh, what kind of interests me. All right, uh, or that's the angle that gives it the the uh, what do you call it the the, the hook. You know, so um, and you're yeah, you're right. Solid acting, um, and I would like to see more of the the CIA guy. Actually, that has more of a parallel with Narcos than any of the other stories. Mm-hmm. So if you like that, I think you should go back to Narcos for a bit. Yeah, I, I, yeah. it's definitely on my list. Yeah. Like so many people are saying, it's so great. Mm-hmm. I probably will. Yeah. But I think when I was talking about the wire, I was referring to the other storylines. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so yeah, I, I did see that. That's kind of the wireish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, I don't have a whole lot more to say, except I really enjoyed it, and I, I, I agree with what you said. Otherwise, um, yeah, well, it's, it's... What could fix it, Mark? Hmm? What could fix it, Mark? Mm. A tighter narrative and a, something a bit fresher. Um, I'm not anticipating any great surprises with the track of the drug dealer character. All right. Because it is a storyline that's been followed and developed in other shows a lot in recent years. Uh, right. Um, like they're, they're doing all the right things. They're making him start out relatively innocent. He is relatable as he's just like most of the rest of us. Mm-hmm. He's got teenage friends, but I can kind of see it all. He's going to have to distance himself. He's going to have to become a hard man. He's going to have to shoot people. He's going to have to grow up really fast. And like it's, I've seen it before, you know, like you're never going to do that better than the wire did. Mm-hmm. Right. Do, you, do you think one of his friends might betray him at some stage? You'll have to make a <laughs> <laughs> this, this is it, right? This is it. Do you know what I mean? You can, and like one of them is probably going to get hooked on the stuff. And it's like, I've seen it before. He's going to be and short one week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going to have to make 20 grand in yeah, 24 yeah. hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <coughs> so it's look at his thriller, it's thriller for me. Hmm. It's not, not original enough. I think you meant filler. Do there, you Mark. mean filler? I did. Or did you mean killer? (laughs) (laughs) My apologies. I meant filler. Yeah. It's It's not original enough. It's thriller for me. I'll come back to you. I'll tell you uh, uh, what transpires. Um, War of the Planet of the Apes. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us, Mike. Is that your full review? Is it as good as I (laughs) hope that it will be? War of the Planet of the Apes. Desperation has come to humanity. The virus that spread gave the apes the power of speech. Oh. <laughs> has stolen the life of our people. Uh. Now only small bands exist hither and thither <laughs> on one side of the mountain or the other. <laughs> Sorrowful in the knowledge that they may never regain the planet that once was theirs. <laughs> so this is the third in the planet of the apes reboot or reimagining mm-hmm. um so it was second one was rise of the planet of the apes and i can't remember what the first one was i think it was just planet of the apes, wasn't it? Planet of the apes. no i don't think so because that was a mark Wahlberg one i'll figure it out while we talk yeah. Charlton has but, the awakening of the oh no, of the that's, no. Uh, that's a whole different okay, okay. spin of it yeah. yeah, so this this is a reboot. So this one started off with the, you know, trying to work on the intelligence of the apes and Caesar was a pet mm-hmm. um, and he learned sign language. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the first movie, he, he shouts a word. Mm-hmm. And the end of the first movie is just as this disease that Mike has mentioned is gaining kind of force and starting to tackle humanity. So humanity can't worry about the apes who've just escaped now. In the second film, the apes, having escaped and not been bothered by humanity, have grown and flourished into a civilization of their own. And then when they meet humanity, again, humanity is much weakened. And I really liked Rise of the Planet of the Apes because you got to see how two peoples that don't really understand each other can quite easily wind up at war for no fucking reason whatsoever. <laughs> and I thought they did that really well. So now we find ourselves at the start of this movie, and this is obviously where the war for the planet has begun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the movie opens in conflict. Um, Brilliant. So the, That's the way to do it. The <laughs> I didn't know whether it was a movie or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, the, uh, the humans have dwindled, the apes have thrived, 
but they still know where each other are and they're still basically trying to kill each other. Is yeah. Carrie Russell back in this one? I don't know who Carrie Russell is. From the Americans. She was in the last one. She is. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, wait. She was in the first one. She was in Dawn of. So the first one was called Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Yeah. There is only one real female character in this. Okay. Um, and she's a seven-year-old girl. The rest so are probably not Carrie Russell. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Caesar, he's, he's past the whole hating and combat thing. He, ju- he just wants to be left alone. But the humans under uh, the colonel, um, played by, uh, what's his name from Cheers? Uh, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Okay. Um, who does a great Cheers job. Cheers is the first thing you think of with Woody Harrelson yeah. nowadays? It was the first thing I saw with him. <laughs> I'm that old. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, so your man from the Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> attaboy, Mark. Yeah. So Woody Harrelson, uh, he's great at looking evil. He's really grown into an evil bastard as mm. he got older. Mm. You know, mm. <laughs> he's got the whole shaved head thing going on, and mm. um, he's uh, he's just looks like a guy who's seen too much and wants to take it out on the rest of the world. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he's very good in that role. Um. Now, the, the plot itself is a little bit disjointed in that you have, first off, you have the conflict between the colonel and the apes, which has been ongoing probably since the end of uh, civilization. Right. But there's a third factor brought into this, um, which isn't really expanded upon. Uh, you, you know that it's there. You know that it's going to be important. But they don't really do a whole lot of, you know, character building, anything like that, to yeah. give you a sense of what that third force is going to be, um, whether to root for them, whether to fear them, you know, it's it's just there, um, which I thought was kind of a weakness in the movie. Um, there's also a dearth of action, um, like it starts in conflict, it ends in conflict, but throughout the middle of the movie. There's not an awful lot of uh, tension as such. No. There's, there's a lot of pondering, um, deep thoughts on the nature of humans, the nature of apes, right. the nature of feelings, that kind of yeah. thing, which is fine, but <laughs> it, it does drag on a little. Consider the lilies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, really? I shit you not, there is a flower scene. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that said, there is some interesting stuff in it because they've they've I think they made a great effort to try and bind it back into the original Charlton Heston movie. Ah. So you can see how it got from this movie into the Charlton Heston ah. era. One door closes, one opens. That's right. Actually, you, you, you had a car like that, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> I did, I did. <laughs> Very good, Steve. Very good. Golf, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great little car. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I thought they handled that very well. Although, maybe it wouldn't have been that obvious for people who hadn't seen the originals. Yeah. Um, but for those who grew up obsessed with it, uh, you were like, oh, <gasps> That's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that that gave me a, a, quite a rush at times, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's 
in terms of character development, some of the apes are starting to progress beyond what we've seen. They've been very primitive in the first few movies. Um, now you're starting to see advances. And at the same time, you're starting to see humans degenerate. Um, really? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Um, like previously, you know, educated, civilized people yeah. are, uh, as, as things get bad, they're reverting almost to animal type states. Right. You know, and, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that's quite interesting how they, how they handle that. Yeah. Huh. Um, Does that explain it? current day America? Currently, America. Oh God! You had to remind us. <laughs> I, I would just like to remind you, Shona, that America has been saved and it will be great again. <laughs> I get you a hat. <laughs> um, so, in terms of overall feel, it's it reminds me a little bit of Prometheus, in as much as it's more about the ideas than it is about the the action. Oh. Um, but there is action, right? <laughs> oh, yes, yes. They, you do get some action. Phew. Um, <laughs> um, I will point out, I saw this in 3D. Um, Ooh, which worth was it? Largely a waste of time, except for uh-huh. the climax. Um, they, they really didn't take advantage of, of what, was, what was happening yeah. uh, in, in terms of, you know, setting up 3D set yeah. pieces or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of cool things, but until the very end, there's really no difference. Climaxes in 3D are so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Dirtbag. What? <laughs> they are. Yeah. Just being. Um, yeah, so I like this movie a lot. Yeah. I don't know if everybody's going to like this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. <gasps> I uh, will. Because, like, a lot of people love Prometheus. Yeah. A lot of people fucking hated it. Yeah. Said, Where's they, the fucking alien? Yeah, they expected <laughs> aliens. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hated Prometheus, yeah. yeah. Um, so, if you're expecting monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> there's certain, um, there's I, no apes in yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, apes. Sorry, not monkeys. Yeah. There's actually no monkeys in it. Yeah. They're all apes. <laughs> <laughs> there's actually some great, uh, uh, you know, monkeys traveling scenes. Oh, really? Uh, have you ever seen, like, an army of monkeys running across the desert. I haven't. Yeah. You get, <laughs> you get to see that in this? Uh, yeah. I think I'm going to have to go see it, so. Yeah, and I'm just thinking, what are they, what are they drinking? <laughs> it's, it's 45 where's degrees. The, yeah, where's their supply line? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They haven't thought this through. Yeah, <laughs> They're yeah. only three miles into it. Like. <laughs> three miles and they start yeah, dropping yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> Everyone back. Yeah. <laughs> Can anybody read a map? <laughs> <laughs> what, what does 650 miles mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but, uh, well, compared to the other films, would you be disappointed or happy, would you say, with this one? I think the second one was probably the best in terms of action. Right. Um, this one is the best in terms of ideas. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, as I said, what really made the movie for me was how it ties into the the canon as such. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because a lot of the like the the start of this reboot, people are thinking, yeah, how is this going to work? Um, so it ties that up quite nicely. And if you look at the previous reboot um, that came out in, what is it, 2000, 2002, something like that, uh, Mark Wahlberg did it. Right. Um, that was just a bit of a disaster. Like, you know, Yeah. Um, they went for the action and they forgot about the overall themes yeah. that makes Planet of the Apes still 
want people to think about it yeah. all these years later. Yeah. Um, so overall, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Don't blame me if you don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but give I, it a mark. I give it a solid seven. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. You know, I, I initially I didn't want to see this, but now I do. <laughs> God damn you, Mike. Yeah. yeah. It's given me so many more, um, uh, what's the word, uh, sound, sound effects too. <laughs> yeah, I found I no longer need to communicate in English. <laughs> I've got hand gestures and then grunts. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Is there subtitles? Yes. Oh, uh, Mark will hate this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I've two. I just want to touch on mm-hmm. before we finish up. Oh. Uh, one is called Will. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a new series uh, based on William Shakespeare. Huh. Okay. Remember the Marco Polo series? Yeah. It's that kind of... Marco Polo. Yeah, yeah. Marco Polo. <laughs> <laughs> it's that kind of set pieces. Everything's a little bit too clean and good clean dirt. Okay. You know, right. but a, a little bit capery. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of way. Right. Yeah, yeah. Colomini's in it. Okay. Um, he's sort of the big name in it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's about him traveling from Warwickshire to London, mm-hmm. looking for a theatre, writing a play, getting to use it, and mm-hmm. then the trouble he gets into with... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Protestants hunting Catholics because mm-hmm. at the time there's a lot of uh, what hang drawing and quartering mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. Or, right. yeah, yeah. So they show that in great detail actually as well. Right. Right. Well, not well, semi great yeah. detail. Yeah. But uh, it's funny that there's a dude strapped down and they're yeah. just like waving these rubbery bits up in the air, going "Hey!" <laughs> that they just pull out of his stomach. You know? uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, they're, but they're very obviously rubbery bits. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very funny. Go, but anyway, um, so yeah, it's a bit of. It's actually it's a bit of a laugh, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you would like it, Mike. Mm-hmm. I know for sure. Possibly yourself would like it. Mark, I hate mm-hmm. it. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, I always enjoy a good disemboweling. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, I liked it. I, uh, I'll probably watch another one, to be sure. Okay. You know, because um, I'm a bit fancy about it, but it's a thriller, because I'll, I'll watch another one. Okay. Um, it's an easy watch, actually. Mm-hmm. X Company. Oh, Mm. World War Two. Yes. Special forces. Yes. yes. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Pre-special mm-hmm. forces, I guess. Uh, resistance. Mm-hmm. Lots of Americans in France mm-hmm. and a few Brits as well. But then mm-hmm. they discovered that they've all got special skills, or they start se- sending people who are sort of semi on the spectrum mm-hmm. over to help them out. Mm-hmm. Do they all have baseball caps? No, there's no baseball <laughs> caps uh, to make them inconspicuous. Yeah. In this one. Um, uh, but they're they're doing in the first one. They're doing a lot, a lot of stuff. Uh, Nazis are being very Nazi-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, I say Nazis were being very bold. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very, rude, very Nazi-ish. <laughs> they're, yeah, of course, they're uh, you know torturing and threatening and waterboarding and mm. you know chopping and all the rest of it. And um, they are trying to find the resistance group that they know that are in the area. Mm-hmm. The resistance group, who are the heroes, of course, uh, are up a church bell tower trying mm-hmm. to get a message back to blah, 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 the, the headquarters. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy that's with them, of course, can uh, Morse code uh, 58 words per minute or something, mm-hmm. 52 words right. per minute, you know, that kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. Um, special skills. And um, they have a close escape with their cunningness. Mm-hmm. And... Um, let me see. So, oh yeah. So the aim of this episode is that they're trying to disrupt the. Uh, oh yeah. So this town from being completely slaughtered and retribution mm-hmm. for blah blah blah. Right. You know. Um, so, anyway, that's the that's the initial plot. But it looks like each week there's going to be like a thing that they're trying to do mm-hmm. that they nearly get caught doing. It's sort of mm-hmm. a teamy. 
I was thinking MacGyver, it sounds like. Yeah, there's a bit of that in there as well. And there's a there's a bit of Bletchley Circle and there's a bit of, you know, because there's a lot of stuff going on back home. Right. And uh, this new guy that they're sending out um, has just got an eye for detail on Mm. Sherlock Holmes level. Okay. You know, but he has uh, no... um, interpersonal skills mm. and his jumps all the time if there's a noise it doesn't mm. have to be a gunshot so he's a very nervous person he likes yeah. to just stay in his house with the ro- <laughs> windows right. closed and the curtains yeah. closed yeah. just have a nice quiet time yeah. you know yeah. kind of way. so so yeah. um love interest uh, there's a couple mm-hmm. um a couple of love interests but there's uh there's a little bit of spark but they're too serious about their job at the moment oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah i think they need yeah. to get a bit more experience yeah. of uh Warren death before they you know sort of wrap it up and yeah, yeah this, uh, damn up, war. this damn war took away our youth yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah the, it's a little bit I was going to say immature I'd say it might mature as the season goes on mm-hmm. um, it's a little bit weak in places of dialogue but it's not bad it's mm-hmm. not bad there's the whole uh, capture and blow up a bridge thing mm-hmm. there's a whole uh, sort of oh we better dress and act mm-hmm. as Nazis oh will we get away with it kind of mm-hmm. thing oh you recognize my accent oh mm-hmm. I, but I'm from blah 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 region you know yeah. that kind of way yeah. um, so there's a lot of tension like that and it's well done but mm-hmm. um, yeah I'll give this a thriller mm-hmm. I didn't expect it but um, I thought it was going to be a bit yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the start of it it didn't fill me with confidence but the rest of it Right. It, it recovered, let's say. Right. Um, yeah, I'd say you'd like it. You'd be all over it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. X Company. Cool. The name of that one. So, Jesus. We speaking got through a lot of, of stuff. Speaking of X Company, yeah. it's what we're about to become because <laughs> the show is over. <laughs> you don't have to go home, but yeah. you can't stay here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes I stop, even when it's not hammer time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll leave it there. So, from Mike Mark. Sean and Steve, stay classy.